We, Sonia and Januni, are a couple of pals studying science in undergrad. We are not professionals. Though every episode is meticulously researched, mistakes do happen. If you notice that anything, and we mean anything, we state is inaccurate, please let us know. Your comments, suggestions, and queries are important in furthering our personal and audience's understanding of science. Thanks for being a part of this discussion. We appreciate you. We really do. Bop, bop. Beep, bop, bop. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you looked very confused for a sec. I was looking for my water bottle and I couldn't find it. And then I realized I'm gonna have to get up and go get oh. it. So we're not gonna do that. We can not be hydrated. It's okay. Yeah. Water. I have a lot of water in my body anyways. I do have my. Ooh. I have not seen that mug in a while. Yeah, we whipped it out a couple days ago. We've been drinking tea again. It's been a while. Ooh. Yeah. I want some tea right now. Oh, do we pause the episode? <laughs> we'll be right back after this intermission. <laughs> um, howdy, friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Beaker Bros. This one's a fun one, as mm-hmm. you know, all of the other ones are. <laughs> all of them are a hoot and a half, but this one is particularly, I can't say that word, particularly special. You because all of the other ones, too. But, like, this one's <laughs> even more so, like... All the other one go under the carpet. Yeah. This one, this one's a doozy. And that's because, drum roll. We're talking about the MCAT. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. And for those who don't know what the MCAT is. It stands for, wait, do you want me to explain it or were you just leaving a dramatic pause? I'm doing a dramatic pause, but go ahead. Oh, no, then please. No, no, it's over. No, it's over. Light's gone. It's on you now. Oh, crap. Okay. Well, the MCAT, <laughs> it stands for Medical um, College Admission Test. <laughs> like how you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Medical College Admission Test, and um, it's a requirement for most medical schools, not all, but most medical schools in Canada to take this test mm-hmm. in order to be eligible for admissions into respective medical schools in Canada. Yeah, it's um, essentially a multiple choice Question. Standardized test. Yeah. Wait, a standardized <laughs> Basically repeating. Anyways. But yeah, it was a it was a how long was it again? Um, so the entire test mm-hmm. is seven and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You get one 30-minute break and two 10-minute breaks after each section. Okay. So, so each less it's like six hours and forty minutes. Uh more more or less, yeah. Okay. Like the actual content. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then it's minus like a couple of minutes here and there just for like confirmation. Oh. About, yes, I choose to take this test or no, I would like to leave and not have it scored or blah, blah, blah. Or like the 10 minute tutorial at the beginning and stuff. Yeah. Um, Overall, it's like six hours. Six hours? I think it's more than six hours still. Six hours and 10 minutes. Wait, the certification thing at the end was like three minutes long. But then the beginning, there's also, a tut- we can look this up. Okay, you know what? It's about six hours, 20 minutes. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. okay. And yeah, just for a little bit more clarification, though, this entire test is broken down into four sections. Mm-hmm. So there's what? Chemical and physical mm-hmm. uh, foundations, whatever. And then there's cars, which is critical analysis and reasoning skills. I mean, it's the reasoning thing, but what is the first? <laughs> You're not a car, actually. 
<laughs> then there's like a biological and biochemical one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, oh, and then there's a psychology, well, psychological and sociology kind of aspect yeah. of that one. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, those are the four sections. Mm -hmm. um, basically testing everything you've learned in undergrad. More, more or less, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> relevant to like sciences. So if you're oh, yeah, taking... Yeah, yeah. In a science, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you've taken like your basic first year sciences, so mm -hmm. physics, bio, um, chem, chem, and then, well, actually, no, second year stuff too. Like I haven't oh, yeah, taken organic, orgo oh, yeah. or, organic chem, yeah, and biochem as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, tests like, like courses or whatever, like those are those are not really, yeah, immunology. I was gonna say animalology, <laughs> An animal, never animal, mind, analogy. That was a struggle. That was. Um, but yeah, I was basically testing all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I think with like psych and sociology and stuff, like for a basic um, science student or science, like undergraduate individual in science, you don't really get to encounter psych as much or like, mm -hmm. like as like in the pre-med like route or whatever, like the pathway, not many people encounter psych. So I thought that was really interesting for them to mm -hmm. add. To Especially... Sorry, I almost cut you off there, but not just psych, like the sociology aspect of it as well. Like, I thought that's a very interesting component of the test. Like, you wouldn't expect terms like globalization yeah. or like neoliberalism or capitalism or something like that to be come up on a test that's predominantly known for like testing the sciences. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, yeah. but I think it's an important aspect or mm -hmm. component of the test. Because it's important for like medical school and what whatsoever. Because when you are becoming doctors, you do play a certain role in the community. Mm -hmm. Like especially with doctors that play an important role in the community, it's important for them to know about. What am I trying to say? I'm basically trying to say that like just knowing the sciences isn't gonna make you a good doctor. Yeah, it's as much um part of the social mechanisms of society mm -hmm. as it is like the biological mechanisms exactly so you need to have like a foundational understanding of like what disparities are in health or structural racism and stuff mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah well i was gonna add so basically sonia and i were like discussing how well at least with me i was like what's the point of the mcat like is it a valid form of like evaluating what intelligence or success or is it like a valid form of evaluating what, whether or not this individual is fit for medical school or even more to become a doctor and mm -hmm. I guess that's like our whole conversation of like standardized testing and like whether or not that's a valid measure measuring intellect or whatnot yeah so with the whole just to add to that mm -hmm. so based on like some of the preliminary research that I've done for this episode and just mm -hmm. about standardized testing in general yeah. The interesting so with standardized testing they can be effective but mm -hmm. they can also be very ineffective mm -hmm. so like many things in life but <laughs> particularly for the standardized it's testing good, but it's also bad <laughs> so basically when you're looking at the effectiveness of any sort of measurement you want to keep in mind two key things mm -hmm. one is the term reliability and then another term is uh validity Reliability and validity can be broken down into more separate components, but the overarching definition of them both is this. So reliability looks at the consistency of a measure, while um, validity looks at how accurately um, a method measures what it's intended to measure. 
if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So whether or not it's effective in like garnering results and what whatever results it's garnering accurately represents what it's trying to measure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. that answers my question, yes. Okay, so when we apply those terms to the MCAT, there has been a lot of debate by students, okay. professors, researchers yeah. over the years looking at whether like the MCAT really does measure um, or is reliable and valid in mm -hmm. measuring the su success to future medical students. Yeah. So there's been uh, quite a, like I was saying, quite a few studies that have looked at this idea. And there has been a pretty wide consensus that though the med school, medical school college admissions test, the MCAT, yeah. is effective at looking like looking at the early success of students um, in um, like academic settings mm -hmm. for med students. So looking at like their success in uh, medical science related courses, yeah. it doesn't necessarily effectively look at the student success in clinical practice. Oh, okay. So, like, looking at in-person interactions, because yeah. as much as, like, medicine is looking at the science, it's yeah. also the person aspect of it. Mm, so, it's not, yeah. like, so based on the research I found, it's not a holistic measure yeah. of a student's potential success in med school, yet a lot of schools, both in Canada and abroad, do use the MCAT as a um, very, like, steadfast measure of whether you should be accepted into school or not. Okay, here's my thing with that. Like, okay, I understand if they're trying to quantify our knowledge of like the medical sciences with the MCAT, but mm -hmm. there's also schools that take into account your GPA. Yeah. Right? So it's very heavy focused on like a number mm -hmm. rather than, again, like what you said, like your hands-on clinical experiences rather than like the actual person. Yeah. And there's only so much you can... I guess, articulate, well, I mean, sorry, let me take this back. Like for at least Ontario medical schools, there's not an option for essays or stuff, unless there's- um, Well, that's, I mean, at University of Toronto, there is. They do have an optional component that you can submit if you- Yeah, yeah I guess, but I'm saying like, for like the mandatory whatever, like there's not a question and there's not like an essay you have to write or like, a, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, mandatory to yeah. do that. It's yeah, or, like, for other schools when there's, like, explain whatever so-and-so, it's for because you're applying to, like, a different stream mm -hmm. of, of, like, applicants for medical school. Yeah. So are you trying to say that, like, the whole process, the admissions to med medical school neglects that personal aspect? My thing is like, okay, so what's the difference between the GPA and the MCAT, right? So if you're taking oh, the uh -huh. MCAT as a standardized form and you believe in that, why take into account the GPA? It kind of contradicts. That's what I'm saying in a sense, because you're, you're trying to find a way for, to take everyone's knowledge and be like, try to rank them. Yeah. Right? But then you're like, oh, let's take, let's look at your GPA. Let's see at the courses that you chose, electives you chose, different universities you went to, different experiences you did. Let's take to this. Let's, let's take that into account too. And there's schools where that takes, a, that's also a big chunk of it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Like I would understand if all medical schools were like, okay, do the MCAT. That's it. GPA, we don't care about that that's fine because they believe in the MCAT, but them doing so of taking, in, taking your GPA and the MCAT 
like so i'm saying it's just con- like they're contradicting themselves at least yeah it's- no that's right. a fair way to look at it one thing i've also realized is that as much as um schools try to use mcat as like an academic measure i mean like it's i think it's it can be effective sometimes to have like two measures if yeah. one you perform poorly in and the other one can serve as like a like a supplemental thing i guess but here's the thing like i would understand if the gpa was supplemental like that's fine right but they look at the gpa and the mcat like evenly like they they're both weighed the same i would say initially okay right yeah because there's like you know how there's cutoffs and stuff like you have to have this and this to be considered so you're saying that there's like an element of redundancy in how um students are evaluated for medical admissions my thing like yes that it is like kind of redundant in a sense but one of like the gpa there's a lot of variability again mm -hmm. right yeah so if their way of saying we're doing the mcat to you know just make sure it's even or like fair for everyone or like there's a what's a good word for this like just like a general way of evaluating everyone mm -hmm. then okay but the fact the way that they take the gpa too it's also it's just like okay so you want a standardized way you want like it's fair for everyone but then you're also taking gpa but you're weighing it the same mm -hmm. like it just seems i'm like huh like okay yeah but then they're also just to add to that though like is it necessary necessarily fair yeah like you said that like it's a fair way of like with standardized testing you know it's fair like it's that's equitable. what they're like pro they're projecting i guess but is it necessarily fair though that brings yeah. up another question yeah so for example with like people who don't necessarily have access to paying for these resources let's say the socioeconomic factors like places. barriers yeah yeah like um janini i don't know about you but like so to pay just for like um yeah. um uh, like a overview i guess of what the average student might pay i think we can can consider ourselves average students and like the resources that we've garnered yeah to, like pay that we have to pay for to yeah. in order to write this so in ontario um i'll disclose what i paid for i'm fine with that yeah. so you don't have to if you don't want to but like approximately though so the med school test was $320 wasn't that US tax in US so like let's say in Canadian and Canadian 400 yeah plus um depending on the books and resources you get I was able to get a discount on my uh books so I yeah. didn't pay as much as the average average student would pay for their books yeah. but let's say the average cost of the books without discount is like 200 200 dollars mm -hmm. 250 yeah. And if you were to even get like used ones, they're still a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say like $200 for the books then. Yeah. So we're at $600 mm -hmm. plus, um, what else? Like yeah, sometimes you have to, you have to get the AAMC stuff, yeah. by the way, for those that you don't know, AAMC is the company or the organization rather that administers the MCAT. In a medical, medical Yeah. Something along the lines of that to get the resources you kind of need those resources in order to yeah. be able to like write the MCAT because it shows you what the test will be like it allows you to simulate the environment that in itself to get like the whole bundle I think is like 300 bucks or something I like that $400 for that Canadian oh my god okay yeah. so mm -hmm. four eight 
and then plus the two books or the books. So that's a thousand dollars. Not to mention the fact like you have to take off time work a lot of the time to be able to study full time for three months. Yep. Some people take prep courses mm-hmm. and that can range from like 2000 to literally $10,000 mm-hmm. depending on the company that you use. Yeah. So the average student pays not even to mention, sorry, now that I'm thinking about it, like not even to mention like the cost of applying mm-hmm. to medical school, literally you're spending like $3,000. Yeah. And then the average person, now I'm getting heated because now it's like settling in. I was going to understand though, like, okay, we're saying this, but there is also like a fee waiver or like a assistance program that AAMC does for like very low socioeconomic status individuals. So there's that, but the way that they do it, they rank the people by Mm -hmm. your deficit. Like, it's like, how in-depth are you? And we'll give you it. And I'm like, hmm, okay. It still factors what you're talking about. They still play a big part. Yeah, and not even, just to add to that though, I was looking into it a little bit more. So like, if you don't meet the, like, there's a pretty big or gap, I guess, for the threshold between like each level of help that you get. So even if you're like right on the cusp of being able to get more money, or like in order to like subsidize it but you don't quite need it yeah then like it's I don't know what I'm trying to say here but like you if for someone that's not able to afford it but is like almost at the cusp of like being poor enough I guess Mm -hmm. to be able to afford it you're kind of screwed no no I agree yeah definitely like if you're yeah and it's again like back to the whole thing is it a fair way or you know is this test fair? Not just in the sense of it being, is it measuring what it's intended to measure things? Mm-hmm. Is it fair to those who need the resources and what's like, what not to apply to medical school? Mm-hmm. There's that's a lot. I was just thinking that's a lot of money. That was a lot of money we spent. Yeah, no, it's like, oh my God. Even yeah. though, but, I mean, that was kind of off topic, I guess, from um, like standardized testing, but yeah. it's a comment about the whole admissions process mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. But um, just to like add to the conversation though, I think one of the main reasons why standardized tests like the MCAT are still around, even though there's been a lot of like contention yeah. from not just like students, but policymakers as well. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons why it's still around is because of like, the economic validity to it that doesn't make sense sorry let me rephrase that one of the main reasons it's still around is because like the um like the how do I explain this like how much money the uh, industry makes okay in standardized standardized testing so for example Pearson Mm -hmm. Pearson is an administrator facility but also they offer a lot of like prep courses and stuff like that Pearson has nearly 40% of the standardized testing market. So not just the MCAT, but like outside of it. And I was looking, pardon? Like the LSAT? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was looking at it as well. Um, I'm not sure if this is a a global um, value, but it was saying something like the standardized testing industry or market or whatever is like 14, $15 billion annually. Damn. Yeah. So I guess like we could be ranting about and want it to not exist anymore, but like it is an industry that's very lucrative and it makes a lot of money. So that's why it's probably still around. 
<sighs> but it's not tears. <laughs> okay, expl okay, what about um like explain that a little more though? Like what about it? Uh, um okay, like it's fair okay. Yes, for the economy, it's great, right? Mm -hmm. The bigger picture, it's great. But let's actually go down to individual people, right? Like, That's a good comment. Just like, yeah, we can look at, like, it's just, you know, we are, as a unit, like, it might benefit the economy, but how does that come back to benefit us at the end of the day? That's a really good way to look at it, actually. I was reading another thing, and it basically explained the whole idea of, like, the MCAT and standardized tests as this. Yeah. So standardized tests, mm -hmm. though they do help you learn a lot about a lot of people at mm -hmm. one time, mm -hmm. so it's very effective or in a very short period of time, they don't let you necessarily learn a lot about a single person at, at a time. Mm -hmm. So especially though in, 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 or, um, not an industry, but a sector like medicine. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's valuable in being able to look at like the academic ach achievement of some students in a very short period of time. It, you want more than that. You want to be able to look at the individual rather than like the, the cohort as a general or yeah. as a whole, if that makes sense. I guess like the big question is like, how do they do that? Like I understand from the perspective of admissions and stuff, Mm -hmm. It would be a lot of work. Like the number of people who do apply to medical schools is crazy. It's increasing every single year. So mm -hmm. for them to read through like different scores and or like different essays and stuff, that that is a lot of work for them. Mm -hmm. I can hear Milky in the background or any of your doggos. Milky. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Okay. Sorry, what were you just saying? Um, give me a second. What was I think saying? Oh, from the admissions perspective, mm -hmm. like I understand how that can be quite overwhelming for them and a lot of yeah. work. But here's my other thing: if they do hire more people, isn't that helping the economy? <laughs> <laughs> like, if they stop paying for the test or using the tests, yeah, and like just shift their <laughs> yeah, shift the funds to like another avenue of assessment. More admission people. More admission people. Like, make it... But would that necessarily be fair, though? Okay, here, here, here's an idea. Crazy idea. I'm going to put it out there. We okay. don't go to university. We just take this test. Mm-hmm. Right? So we don't, ha we don't have to pay. We don't pay the four years of tuition. We can pay whatever they want us to pay, the $1,000, $2,000 for the MCAT with the resources and whatnot. And that's it. That's all we have to pay to get into medical school. I mean, they, we do study. That, huh? they do that for kind of, not necessarily, but they kind of do it for um, like in the UK. They have like oh, six fun. year programs that you can yeah. get in from. Um, high school. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. Like I know if you are Canadian, if there's any high school students here who are thinking about med school, here's the thing. Here's, here's a tip. Don't go to uni. Apply to Ireland and go straight to medical school there. You will be done in six years. If, you're real, if you really know med is for you, do if it. If you have money, though. Yeah, if you have the money. It's expensive yeah. to be a foreign yeah, student. Yeah. So, like, then again, like, it's not that accessible. <laughs> you know what? There's so many. There's opportunities for us, right? Mm -hmm. there, it's not, I'm not going to say there's no opportunity, but it's just there are barriers for various individuals to obtain these opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that was that was the statement. 
because yeah like you can go through the standard way like even the i want to say the standard way of like going to university then med school there's still obstacles within like i know for ontario medical schools how they ask you about your experiences and whatnot you were mentioning to me one medical school doesn't look at that because of um what was it what did you say? oh it's um are you talking about the mcmaster thing Oh, I think, I think it's McMaster. Yeah, so McMaster, from my understanding, mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, we can make a little comment about it later. Okay. But McMaster, they don't look at your autobiographical sketch mm -hmm. section. So for those that, of you that don't know, like the autobiographical sketch section is a section of your um, application that lists all of your like extracurricular involvement. Mm -hmm. And McMaster doesn't look at that because there is variability in someone's ability to be involved with their community based on like socioeconomic standing. Mm -hmm. So if you come from a low or low income background, you're obviously going to be needing to work a lot more because mm -hmm. to like support yourself. So you wouldn't necessarily be able to be involved in extracurriculars as much as someone that comes from a high income background. Okay. But here's again, here's a contradiction by doing that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The admissions also looks at the MCAT. No, they look at cars, cars, but that still, it's saying that you have to take the MCAT still. For, yeah, and you still yeah. have to pay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you still have to study for how long for mm -hmm. the MCAT. But they don't, they understand with extracurriculars that there may be variation, whatnot, because someone might have to work and, or do this or do that. Mm -hmm. Then going back to it, how do you say it's okay for the MCAT to be another form of and your scoring? You know what? They also require Casper. So that's another $70. Another standardized test. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, the system is corrupt. But you know, hold on. Wait, I think yeah. Casper actually brings up an interesting conversation because mm -hmm. yes, it's, it's not a it's not the same standardized test as the MCAT. It's is something Casper that's standardized test. You Casper, you get the you get you get asked the same questions, mm -hmm. but it's like a written response thing. So depending okay. on your grader, even though there is like a set criteria of how they're supposed to mark, there may be like variability in yeah. how it is graded. So that's not even a valid form. <laughs> I mean, like it might be it might be a reliable form, but not valid per se. But not, it might, I mean, it might also be valid as well, okay. but there could be a level of variation that might make it inaccurate. Like, I know with the, um, there's, a, in our resources, I highly recommend that you guys look at that, the resource list for this one. There's a video from um, John Oliver, and he does these segments called Last, Last Week, where he basically breaks down a topic. And one of the things that he talks about is standardized testing in the United States. And, um, are you good? Yeah, I'm just charging my laptop. It's about to die. Okay. Yeah. And it looks at like standardized testing in the States. And though there is supposed to be, um, an element of like fair marking, fair everything, like in the written responses, like sometimes these standardized testing companies are telling their graders to, you know, like there's supposed to be a certain quota of students getting oh. this mark and there's supposed to be a certain quota of students getting like a lower mark. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not trying to say there's a conspiracy or something <laughs> going on there, but like, there could be, but like there could be a level of variation that might make someone's mark lower because, yeah. but then it goes back, maybe the MCAT's more reliable because it's already like 
just a multiple choice thing. Yeah. So there is like a definitive right answer. But then also, okay. Mm, see, okay. Like with our thing of, okay, you are an individual in a low socioeconomic class, right? Yeah. You don't have the time or the money, just like the means in which to study for the MCAT to the extent that you have to, to do well. Okay. Right? But with the Casper, you don't really need to study for it. It is your experiences. It is who you are as a person. Right. In a standardized form. But then again, mm -hmm. we have another issue of it. And there might be bias or other issues within Casper that doesn't allow it to be as reliable as the MCAT. But we go back to the MCAT where, you know, you might not have the resources again or the time to do it. So you might do poorly on it. So we have these uh -huh. two tests that are playing kind of big roles in our medical admissions journey. Yeah. The question and is, what do we do about it to fix it? <laughs> what do we do? Like, what do we do? I do want to emphasize this, though. Like, yeah. in us critiquing these sort of tests, yeah. we are not trying to, like, undermine, I guess, the research or, like, the ex oh, yeah, you know, everything that goes into making the test, because it is written by a lot of intelligent, smart the same that's the same word yeah. intelligent like groups of people you really said intelligent and smart i really did i said this that's that's how bright they are they're mm. another word um cars <laughs> but um what was i saying yeah we're not trying to like undermine that it's just yeah. us sort of like expressing our opinion on it but okay um, here's the thing the research amazing i'm pretty sure extensive research but every yeah. research and new articles that do come the whole point of a hypothesis that does appear is that there's a gap in the knowledge there's always yeah. something. So we're just, we're simply just pointing out. There's pointing out the gaps. Yeah. yeah. And, but that brings up a good point though. Like for something that's that important in our medical school journey, should mm -hmm. there be these wide gaps mm -hmm. in the testing process that allow yeah, these gaps vary for individuals, right? Like for, yeah. it could be smaller for another person, bigger for another individual. Mm -hmm. So with that being said though, mm -hmm. what would be an effective way of you know assessing someone's ability to become a doctor or to be allowed into med school it's hard to say right because i mean the go-to answer would be a standardized test or something but mm -hmm. can't do that our resources i mean it's not that you can't it's just it's not there's like there yet there remains to or there has not yet been yeah a truly holistic measure that can effectively assess it. Okay, Someone's how about, mm, what they could do is provide free resources. Yeah, but then again, going back to like the economic <laughs> aspect of the whole standardized testing industry, like it wouldn't yeah. be as profitable then. That's true. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a solution. I'm trying to think of years. How long has them kept in? We're trying to solve the problem in a 20-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we really said, let us fix this. Let us fix. That could be the title of the thing. We fix <laughs> clickbait, yeah? <laughs> fix MDM cat. Um, what, like, okay, like, yeah, okay, there's different, there's no, there's not uh, one, what is it, one shoe, one fit. One size fits all. Yeah, I'm like, what's that size Cinderella? <laughs> there is not like that kind of um, solution to this problem. There has to be different, there's so many different avenues in which people can find ways to overcome different, because there's various 
barriers within, right? Because just mm -hmm. like the barriers there, there is like, it's, there's a variety within the barriers. So of course there has to be a variety within the solutions. Yeah. And, then and I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't, I don't tell me if I'm like in misinterpreting whatever mm -hmm. you're saying. I don't think we're necessarily knocking the idea of standardized testing. Yeah. However, it's, our issue is like with the way that the testing is developed or not developed, but like the, what, the, what, what exactly it, it is assessing. Like, okay. The process, the studying process, basically, I guess to take the MCAT is what we're more or less critiquing right now. Cause while yes, we're critiquing is the MCAT a fair way or is it measuring what it is measuring? Mm -hmm. We're looking that it's not, it's not within that six hours that we're critiquing, okay, is this a fair, is the test what it's giving us, is it fair? We're really critiquing everyone's preparation, like, does everyone have a fair chance of preparing to the best of their ability? Because mm -hmm. that is, that is a good point, because on the topic of that, though, like, in terms of, like, the actual test-taking process, yeah. I know people experience different degrees of anxiety mm -hmm. and stuff like that while taking tests, and I, you know, I know it can I never had an experience that was that harsh, but I know for some people it could be truly debilitating yeah. being in that sort of testing environment. Mm -hmm. But I think, at least from my experience, I do like the administrators do do a genuine job of trying to make the environment as like less or least oh, yeah. stressful as possible. Yeah, like from personal experience at my test center, like mm -hmm. I walked in and these people were so preppy. Like, hey, how are you? How are you today? And they were all very nice. Like I. For a bunch of, you know, young adults who are a bunch of nerves and super stressed and probably like sleep deprived, maybe for some individuals or like whatever, they were so sweet, making conversation, just like really what I didn't expect going in. I thought it was going to be a very serious, strict to business, you know, like when you go get your driver's license, what is that called? <laughs> MTO or something. Yeah, yeah. I literally thought it was going to be like that experience, but no, like they were like, they just, they really showed their personality and health. And I thought like it made the environment very chill. Like I wasn't, I have to say for like, this was one of the first tests that I've or an exam or something that I've taken that I wasn't anxious. Mm -hmm. And that's saying a lot because I always do get some sort of like test anxiety before like anything, but mm -hmm. I was there, I was vibing, I was clicking, I was reading. It was a good time. I, okay. I was saying this, I was telling It was a good time. It was a good, no, here's the thing. It was for a test. For a test. Yeah. It was a good time because I'm saying like the MCAT itself, like I don't know why, but I thought it'd be very serious, very like intense environment. But I went there and it was pretty chill. Could I have done better? Yes. Yes. But that is on me. <laughs> that is on me, okay? It's not the administrators, not the test. That is so like it's on me. Uh-huh. That's yeah. just my experience. Yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. I'm curious though, if like, okay, I know what your test center, you said you didn't have parking and that was. Yeah, God. Stuff. Pardon? Oh, what? Did you say oh. oh, I didn't hear what you said one more time. Oh, I said with you, you had that whole stress of like parking and stuff. Yeah. So I was wondering if different test centers had different vibes. Um, it could very well be. Obviously, it's different mm -hmm. people, but I'm sure with like the hiring process of like Pearson or whoever else mm -hmm. is a test 
center administrator like they do have some sort of like hiring criteria for the people that they do choose to bring yeah. on there's some like very young looking individuals like i thought they were in university writing the test not writing the test as administrators oh mine were like kind of middle like 30s i would say like maybe upper yeah but there's also those that look like they were in their 20s that's where i was like i didn't have anyone that looked like they were in their oh 20s. never mind that's what i'm saying different different strokes different folks yeah. oh yes i don't know if that's applicable to the situation i don't know it's okay it, it is what it is but i'm saying again like with different test centers like I, I don't know about you, but I had a pleasant experience at my test center. Did you? Overall, yeah, the staff was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, you really, I know you said you didn't necessarily encounter like different types of oh, people, yeah. but yeah. like I had people that were like every stereotype you could imagine. Like when the, she says people, she means like the people who are the, taking the test. Yeah, the people taking the test. There was like the preppy like vibe that one person had. Yeah. There was another person that looked like they couldn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. There was, like, the stereotypical, like, person. But yeah. one thing I also did notice, there was, like, pretty much, I would say, of the, I don't even know how many people there, there were different rooms, but in my room mm -hmm. that I wrote in, um, I think only one person was a guy. Oh! And I think overall, I maybe had, like, from what I saw, I only saw, like, three or four dudes. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming, based on, like, How about, parents. um... Black, Indigenous, or like people of color. How about that? Did you see any stuff like that? Saw people of color. Yeah. Did not see. Um, I mean, maybe they might have been Indigenous. Maybe they might have been mixed. Yeah. Maybe it's whatever. But I did not visibly notice. Like, okay, yeah. I didn't see anyone black. Yeah. I didn't see anyone that like fit the archetype of what an Indigenous person kind of would look like. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. There was I, a lot I, of white folk. <laughs> I think for me, like, again, I didn't see that discrepancy in, like, the genders. I mm -hmm. thought, like, I don't know if there was an even, but there were the males and there were the females. Mm -hmm. And then as for, like, people of color, Black or Indigenous individuals, I don't know, actually. The fact that it's taking that long to think, though, for both of us means yeah. that, like, there probably it wasn't, like, visible, I guess. Okay, at least for me, like, this is just like off topic. I don't, when I see a person, I don't think, what's your race? Like, I, it's, yeah, no, that's why it's like taking a little bit of that. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see color thing. It's just like, I, I'm like, I'm not saying like, it sounds, yeah, it's not that, but like, yeah. I know, I know where you're going. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm not processing what are whatever, but yeah, looking at the personalities and me, like, everyone was very like to themselves, I want to mm -hmm. say at the test center, but not like in an anxious, like, reserved like don't talk to me kind of way just like okay we're like exhausted at this point we are eating our lunch we have another three hours to go <laughs> everyone's by themselves literally everyone's like two meters apart eating out the chair we're all facing the same direction too so uh -huh. just <laughs> <laughs> so awkward it really was mm -hmm. oh yeah that was my thing <clears throat> sorry um but yeah i'm actually trying to think about the individuals but i can't like I, when you were saying how there was only minimal male, yeah, which no. is unexpected, I think. Maybe. But maybe it was just maybe it was literally just the day that I wrote. Yeah, there could the be center. a lot of compounding variables mm -hmm. to our information we're providing. Yeah, yeah. 
But speaking of the information we're providing, none of what we're saying is not readily available online. We're not giving up any private information. Oh, no. We're not trying to <laughs> invalidate ourselves from ever being able to apply yeah. to medical school again. Oh, no. But, yeah. Yeah. So that was our experience with the MCAT. If you mm -hmm. were a future MCAT taker, any advice, Sonia, for them? Um, any advice? Um, in terms of resources, there are a lot of very good free resources out there. I think the best resource, you, are you good? Yeah, you don't hear my dogs. Or I do, okay. I do. I heard it right there. But um, the best resource I came across yeah. was a lecture series on YouTube and on the student's website called mm -hmm. AK Lectures. <laughs> this man, his videos, he looks like he, it seems like he slowly gets aggressive during the video and like trying <laughs> to communicate the information. Yeah. He's very monotone. He does a lot of like hand gestures. It yeah. just sounds like he's speaking at one tone, but that tone is aggressive. Okay. Um, but he's very good at explaining things. I'll mm -hmm. tell you what, watching those lectures for about a week and a half, I learned more than I did the entire summer of studying. Oh God. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I literally yeah. could have studied for a week and a half and yeah. I would have learned the same amount. But, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but um, yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, Khan Academy, though they may be getting rid of their free resources, though, which is a little bit unfortunate. I think they be working with the AAMC to still be able to provide that free resource. Working, but they've been saying that for the past little bit, so who knows, honestly. Mostly at the end of the year, it's supposed to be gone, right? Yeah, I think September 30th or something like that, not even the end of the year. So by the time you watch this video, it might be gone or it might still be there. Who knows? I heard, not heard, I was reading on Reddit about it and someone's like, I am screen recording all the videos. <laughs> like, isn't that copyright issues? But okay. Is it though? Is well, I mean, as long as you're not distributing it, right? But I mean, like Khan Academy is an open source, isn't it not? Like, I don't think they make money from... I don't know, actually. Hmm. I don't know either, but I could be wrong on that. Mm -hmm. Probably is copyright, though. Don't do that. We don't condone that. Um, just go on AK Lectures. Yeah, watch Watch Sonia's Sonia. new favorite lecture. Pardon? I said watch Sonia's new favorite lecture. Lecture, yep. Um, I couldn't even tell you what the guy's name is. Andrew? Maybe? Oh, AK's probably his initials. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. That does but make yeah. sense literally just one dude in front of a whiteboard he has everything written down mm -hmm. glycolysis is explained in 10 minutes like done. you've never heard before you're done you don't need to yeah. learn it again yeah i think for me okay i think the best advice i could give to someone is like find figure out your learning style way in advance because yeah. i think it took me too long to realize that like I am not going to read how many pages of this especially like if you have a background knowledge already Mm -hmm. of like the sciences because for me I've taken most of the courses soon I will be taking all of the courses for the MCAT that's required to you know have this have this knowledge um so learn figure that out spend like a good week figuring that out rather than you know three months and then cramming the last day mm -hmm. for your big exam yes another piece of advice mm -hmm. so as someone that's not like, Junior, you said you've taken pretty much all the courses mm -hmm. or will have taken all the courses. I have not. I've taken... I have not, period. <laughs> I haven't taken most of them. <laughs> There's many that I'm missing. It's a miracle I wrote the test. And God <laughs> knows how I'm in science, even though I haven't taken most of the science courses relevant to this test. Yeah. But I will say, though, the most valuable thing 
or a study tip is to genuinely be interested in the content. Because mm -hmm. if you don't give a crap about what you're reading and what you're doing, yeah. it's going to be the worst three months of your life or however long uh, you spend studying. Yeah. Especially with content like in the car section, mm -hmm. like while you're reading through the stuff, if you can find some sort of, um, not positivity, but like interest in whatever you're reading, mm -hmm. that will get you through the entire process. I think for me, what I realized with cars was that the passages that I did well on are the ones that I was really interested in reading. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that goes for like everything. The questions that I did well on, regardless if it's in the physics mm -hmm. in the or chem or if it's in whatever. Like yeah. if I thought the passage was interesting, I paid more attention and I did better. Yeah. So another piece of advice. If you don't like the sciences, don't go into it. <laughs> don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's many other Yeah, I think I don't know about you, but there is that stair. This is going to be a freaking long episode. Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know how long we've been going, but we can wrap it up soon. But um, yeah, a lot of students enter university with the idea that they want to do medicine and blah, 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 because of whatever preconceived notions they might have had, but yeah. they slowly fall out of love with it. There's nothing wrong with falling out of love with a topic, but yeah. it's a lot better to like be prepared to like not want to pursue something anymore than like force yourself to do it if that yeah. makes sense no yeah yeah then you grow to resent it and we don't want doctors uh, like that it's not. no we don't like that mm -hmm. and we're not saying like you have to like all the sciences like i'm not yeah. a big fan of physics but like if you like and i'm not a big fan of chemistry but you know but if you like majority or like have some sort of can maintain an interest in these courses mm -hmm. to a certain extent then you're good you're fine yeah that is that is the advice the advice, that is the advice. well anything else to add sonia um not at all i think this was a very interesting episode and had a lot of comments a lot of fun perspectives that yeah. we would love your opinions on yeah if you had taken the mcat let us know how yeah. your experience was if you have any questions about the mcat ask us yep comment below we are happy to answer anything so long as we're allowed to because we have to oh yeah, yeah. confidentiality Yes, you want studying tips. Yeah, either we have way. many. Yeah. Whether or not they're effective, debatable, but we'd use them either way. You know, come back in what, three weeks, two weeks to find out yeah. our, our scores, maybe? Yeah. You know, if you don't hear so much, it didn't go live. Watch a YouTube live of us open watching our, not opening, what am I trying to say? We're looking at our scores. God, that do was you want to do that? Like, okay, um, Okay, you know what, what I'm going to do? Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to do it. Odds are I'm going to be recording my own reaction to mm -hmm. my thing. Yes, yes. If it's funny or bad or yeah. whatever, we can potentially share it. Okay, we'll I like that idea. That. I like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we can do a live because... Um, that could be like, I could have like a nervous what's breakdown. What's the lowest score? What's the lowest score you can four get? Seven, 472. It's a 472. <laughs> it's like, it closes a laptop screen. <laughs> this podcast will no longer have any credibility to what we said. We a 472. Live stream has ended after three seconds. <laughs> God, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, so you guys might figure out, find out what our scores were or not. Yeah. Might see the reactions or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye. Stay tuned. Bye. <laughs>